You're listening to WCAT Radio, your home for authentic Catholic programming. Ucoetry.com is launched. Welcome everyone to Polycarp's Paradigm. My name is Eric Robinson, and about two weeks ago, I talked to you all about Ucoetry.com, E-U-C-H-O-E. TRY.com, gave a little introduction on that, and so I wanted to begin a series on Ucoetry, um, just to go over some poems that I hope to release uh, through the website. Once again, this website is a place where you all can submit poems that you write in the manifest presence of God in the Eucharist, so Jesus Christ himself is still with us under the appearance of bread and wine, and in the Catholic Church, We have what's called Eucharistic Adoration, where sometimes the Eucharist uh, will be exposed, will be for able, you'll be able to see the Eucharist in what's called a monstrance, like this, usually a golden um, chamber, where you can see uh, the Eucharist held in that in that monstrance, and you can just worship at the feet of Jesus. You can be in His presence, and so Eucoetry is writing poems about the Eucharist in the presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. So you're in the presence of God writing poems about him um, as he manifests his presence in that way. And so you guys can uh, subscribe to the email list on the website and get updates on all the new uh, poems that come out. And then you yourselves can submit poems if you feel so inspired. Uh, You know, I never viewed myself as a poet or as a podcaster or as a writer or any of these things that I'm kind of doing right now. But, you know, when you're in the presence of the Creator... You sometimes get unleashed in your creativity, and you just go for it, you know? And so um, it's just one of those things that's really it's really fun to kind of stretch yourself. So even if you don't view yourself as a poet, I just, just encourage you, just give it a try, you know, see what it's all about. And today I just wanted to, yeah, highlight a couple poems that I hope to release and um, potentially just also give a little... Um, uh, a little background on some of the, the poems after I read them. So the first poem I want to share with you all today is called Bread of Angels. Bread of Angels. And it was interesting. I wrote this around the same time that I uh, did an interview. Um, gosh, it was about over a year ago with David Mims. And we talked about angels and the nine choirs of angels. So I literally, in this poem go through all the nine choirs of angels, which I think is pretty cool. And so, without further ado, here are uh, here's the poem, Bread of Angels. And I'm going to, once again, I'm going to do these poems in a British accent because I think it's just cool. So, Bread of Angels. Bread of Angels, glory abounds, adoring your majesty within the golden shroud, longing to look at the grace we consume the angelic hosts with incense perfume, seraphim, so sweet in your love for him, cherubim, full of knowledge ever bright, not dim, thrones, resound God's divine decrees, dominions, beckon all to fall, to fall on their knees, virtues, give strength for creatures to obey, powers, thunder, what he will say. Principalities govern the world for God's glory. Archangels command those enlisted in the Lord's army. 
angels abound calling all to bow, guardians of the little ones drawing near even now. All the heavenly hosts are here in this tiny chapel where God's presence is clear. So that's bread of angels. And uh, and yeah, so you see the nine choirs, right? Seraphim, cherubim, thrones, dominions, virtues, powers, principalities, archangels, and then angels, which include our guardian angels. And so I thought that was kind of cool to write a poem uh, encompassing that. And really the mystery of the Eucharist is that this is Jesus. And wherever Jesus is, there are the saints and angels follow. And so literally, like, all of heaven is there. And the eyes of faith is what sees this. And that goes into my next poem. And I talk about um, this next poem that I'm going to read to you all is called Hidden Yet Here. Hidden Yet Here. So here we go. Hidden yet visible, mystical yet concrete. Time collapses at this hour, past pulled to present, present pushed to flower. Memorial makes real the paschal sacrifice once for all. Future glory, our promise pledged, our promise pledge, starting now at staring now at me to hear his splendid call. Giving hope of resurrection, giving strength to endure my cross. Words are not enough, my whole self I offer you, raw and real, under no guise of gloss. O oh my Jesus, here you are. Steadfast and sure, O oh my Jesus, here in your presence, my sinful heart is made pure. O oh my Jesus, no sweeter name, Savior of all, healer of the lame, hidden yet here, mystical yet real. Heaven and earth collided, time and adoration, here I have abided. Eucharistic glory pouring forth in all Humility, shine on my frail self, the wondrous splendor of your divinity. So one thing to note about this poem is that I talk about time collapsing. And so what we believe as Catholics is that the Eucharist both pulls the past into the present, so the past sacrifice, that paschal sacrifice of Christ himself, Jesus himself, um, his suffering and death on a cross and his resurrection is now made present in the Eucharist. But the Eucharist is also a pledge of future glory. So the present is pushed to flowers, what I say in this poem. What that means is that our present life, we are pushed to flower. We are pushed to future glory where we ourselves will have resurrected bodies. So we partake of his resurrected body and conform our lives to his likeness and image so that one day we also may be raised in glory. Future glory, our promised pledge, I say in this. And so heaven and earth do collide and in, in the Eucharist. And so it's hidden. Only the eyes of faith can see, it, can see it. It's mystical. It's very it's a spiritual, mystical reality. But it is real. And Jesus is really there. And so the more we can push ourselves to actually believe what we profess, <laughs> then the more we can enjoy the mystery, enjoy the reality, and actually be amazed, stand in awe in the fact that you, when you enter a Eucharistic chapel, you're in the presence of God. That is amazing. This next poem is called 
God who now appears. Through him all things are made, in him all creation is sustained. The God who formed the fields, made the mountains, and supplied the seas, is the God who now appears to me. Bread of life given for all, silent presence among the sounds of nature's call. Birds are chirping, roosters are crowing, cows are mooing, and the bees are buzzing. All life now bows before the source, bringing adoration to the blessed host. Peru cries out, longing for more. People with good hearts, come and meet your Lord. Do not remain in ignorance of sin, but come forth to the merciful I am. He is here in your midst. Your humble hearts will give you a glimpse. Love and grace are here to be found. Creation groans for our praise to resound. So you may have noticed in that poem, I was actually in Peru last year with that organization called Criancio. I was in Peru on a mission trip with them. And we had a time of Eucharistic adoration outside. So this is not a normal experience, but um, the priests, we were able to adore the Blessed Sacrament outside. It was so beautiful. It was, I believe that day it was sunny and we could see mountains everywhere. I could hear birds chirping, roosters crowing, cows mooing, and bees buzzing. So I wrote about it. Um, So normally in adoration, I'm in like an indoor place, like a chapel, but that was a wild uh, experience there, and it was amazing. So I, this poem is very um, talking about nature and fields and mountains and seas and all these things that I was experiencing in Peru, which was so cool. And I also got a heart for those people there that they really did have great hearts. They were just such kind people, um, but a lot of them just didn't uh, really know the faith uh, and and and. And so my heart was going out for them. It was like, hey, leave that ignorance behind. Like, you're a savior. He's here. And he loves you all. And like, I could just sense our Lord's heart for them. And so I wrote that poem uh, in Peru and about those people. Okay, the last one I'll go over with you all today is called Powerful Fragility. Powerful Fragility. All right, here we go. Fragile babe entrusted to human hands. Weakness assumed to save mortal man. Christmas mystery made manifest in the blessed host. With the Magi and all nations, we declare Jesus as our only boast. Simple love, powerful fragility, Christ has come in all humility. Show me the path of condescension, so that one day I may participate in your ascension. Love descending, man ascending, a great exchange, so pure, so bright, the most holy Eucharist before me, faith yearning for sight. If only I understood a little more who it is that I adore, trembling in the presence of goodness, my life would find its fullness. Light of glory, shine on me, take me up to heaven with thee. Powerful fragility. Man, so oftentimes when I see the Eucharist, see Jesus in the Eucharist, I think of that original Christmas scene, right, where Mary's holding baby Jesus. And to the world's eyes, all this looks like is a mother holding her child. 
It looks like a normal human being. But to the eyes of faith, it's the mother of God holding God. Wow. So when you see Jesus, you don't just see a human person. You see a divine person with a human nature and divine nature. That's a mystery. And faith can see it. And faith is a gift. Gift given from God. And if you feel like you don't have that, well, pray for it. Ask for it. Ask and you shall receive. And so I talk about that faith even yearning for sight. So even though we see Jesus clearly in the Eucharist, it is still in a mere dimly. It's still through the lens of faith. We know that he's there. Our faith tells us this. It's certain. And yet, we long to see him in an even more fuller way in the light of glory. So we have the light of faith, we have the light of reason, then we have the light of faith, then we have the light of glory. And we long to see him face to face. Faith yearning for sight. And I love that here I recognize that like I'm in the presence of goodness. And actually in the Lord's presence, my life finds its fullness. You know, man only finds himself through sincere gift of self, as Gaudi Metzbes says from the Second Vatican Council. Love is that total gift of self. We're called to abide in love. As St. Augustine says, my soul's restless till it rests in thee, O Lord. And so if you're feeling restless today, just go to Eucharistic adoration. Be in silence in prayer and in the presence of Jesus in the Eucharist and invite the Prince of Peace to shroud you with his peace. And hey, if that inspires you to write a poem, great, do it. And if you feel so inclined to submit that to ucoetry.com, we may in fact post it on the website. So anyway, hope that was encouraging to you all. Those were just a little taste of some of the poems. I hope to continue this series and Reveal a few more poems to you all along the way. And uh, yeah, check it out, ucoetry.com. And even if you don't do that, the most important thing, though, is go to God's presence. Even if you're not Catholic, go to a Catholic church near you. Ask them about Eucharistic adoration. Go to the Adoration Chapel if they have one. And just be at the feet of Jesus. God bless. Beloved, I'm Annabelle Mosley, author, professor of theology, and host of Then Sings My Soul and Destination Sainthood on WCAT Radio. I invite you to listen in and find inspiration along this sacred journey we're traveling together to make our lives a masterpiece and, with God's grace, become saints. Join me, Annabelle Mosley, for Then Sings My Soul and Destination Sainthood on WCAT Radio. God bless you. Remember, you're never alone. God is always with you. Thank you for listening to a production of WCAT Radio. 
Please join us in our mission of evangelization. And don't forget, love lifts up where knowledge takes flight.